first of all, thanks for all of your generosity for helping me and helping this uh, monastery and helping this mandala. Asking again for more help. We have several other things going on, which will, as they develop, we'll share them with you. More uh, information on the program that we're developing to help young people in this uh, crazy town of Battle Creek and further if we can. So help us, please. And thank you. This morning's Dharma talk is same talk I always give, of course, with a different title called Kindness. Kindness. Let's start here. Let's start with yourself. Start with when you sit down on the cushion, you get up in the morning, you go to brush your teeth. Be very gentle, but be very attentive to everything that is happening in the mind stream. Don't accept anything. Don't reject anything. And don't, of course, shut down or ignore, distract yourself from anything. Start here. Take a look at the difficult time you give yourself or the the difficult time you give others. Maybe the one you is sleeping right next to you or is sitting at the kitchen table. Stop it. How do you stop it? You have to look and be even aware that you're even doing that. You're even having that kind of very simple but sharp-edged outflow onto someone else. You can start with your own thoughts. It's pretty hard to train uh, how to fly a plane as you're flying the plane, especially if there's no one there to help you, which in this case, there isn't. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> this, uh, this image will work a little bit, maybe better for some people than others, but let's start with this. Let's just say, be, be a good uh, mother to your thought patterns, your emotions, like they're like children. They're they're born out of your mind stream into your mind. Then it isn't too much longer that they can become uh, born into your kitchen table when you reach out for someone else to push on them, pull on them, accuse them. Here's something that you think is their fault. It has to be witnessed. You have to see that you're doing that. You can't just arbitrarily put some kind of a hold on something you haven't looked at. That's why I say don't do anything unless you have to. You have to really look at everything thoroughly, completely. You could say when the when the, the identity function just slides away and the witnessing function is there without a particular personality behind it. This happens to you all the time. It's not something you can do or accomplish or bring about. It has to be seen. And how do you do it? Again, sit down, hold still, look, have the wall in front of you and just gaze at the wall. And you're doing, when you gaze at the wall with the uh, visual consciousness, all the other consciousnesses tend to take on that same uh, kind of openness, just a receiving or gazing quality. I'm not sure that the sense of taste gazes, but somewhat. I'm being very kind to myself here. It's very difficult to work with this if it's already in action, if you're already being rude to someone or inconsiderate or not taking into consideration how someone else is faring, how they're doing it with their day. You may be, and I'm not accusing you, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but probably a little bit, how you don't 
you are not really considerate of what is happening with others. Just bringing your interest into what you're doing and what's happening with you and what happened to you 10 minutes ago and barging into someone else's mind stream without first seeing what it is they're, they're doing. What are they, what are they doing? I mean, uh, I'm not saying that someone who's doing a crossword puzzle, you couldn't interrupt them, but they're probably not going to be very happy with it unless what you have to say is extremely interesting. Any of you crossword puzzle workers get irritated when someone interrupts you right in the middle of when you just about have. I don't do crossword puzzles, but she hmm. show. That's right. Is he here? Got to be here somewhere. Here he is. Yeah, don't interrupt Chisho when he's doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> so that's a kind of a silly example, but it's like that. It's like someone is occupied with whatever they're doing. And what our project or what we're doing is, oh, we bring it right in. Is that mean? Is that being unkind? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm missing the point. It could be. So the topic is kindness. That's a, that's a difficult one when you're feeling really upset or miserable or emotionally agitated about any given thing. Difficult to kind of reprioritize that where you do what the vow to be with all things, all things, be with all things. And personalized, that would be save all beings, put others before yourself. Not easy to do that. You can practice, and you practice by doing that with your thought patterns, your emotions. When they arise, just receive. Just, just, just observe, just receive. It's a very, just an open uh, quality that is happening in consciousness. Very difficult to pr practice that using thoughts, using strategies and so on in your life. But if you do that with your sitting practice of meditation, it comes up more spontaneously. You, you're more aware, to put it simply, you're more aware that when you come into a room and someone else is doing this or that, you're, you're more aware of what they're doing rather than, rather than you're going to put your <clears throat> worries or your interests or whatever on top of them. Take it very slowly. That's what, as I've said, prob probably dozens, if not hundreds of times, that's what Chikantaza is about. You sit down and you hold still and you look at the, 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 the lack of symmetry in the mind by holding the body very still, symmetrical. Body and mind are not two different things. They just look like it. And you watch the mind go this way, go that way and back and forth and then, and then tumble this way and then roll over this way and come back this way, looking for something judging something, feeling like we, we finally we understand. Finally, finally, if you ever have that statement come up in your mind, come and tell me about it. So it didn't start until about 15 minutes ago. Again, my apologies if you had something else to do later. So I can take some questions on that or I can keep rambling along here. Either way is good. Oh, so you understand that completely. Anybody? Kevin Bowing. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm curious about how, how to work with kindness in a way that isn't identifying as a nice person bowing. I can tell you in, uh, uh, in a couple of words, shut up. Just your presence uh, when you're receiving, listening, smelling, tasting, hearing, even thinking, if you're just receiving, 
than to anyone who is tumbling around having difficulty with anything or having interest or doing a crossword puzzle. Just you're there. If they want to include you, they can. But if they don't want to include you, don't interrupt them. This doesn't mean that if you're having an emergency with something where, well, you, you would know. You would know that there's a time when it's uh, don't do anything unless you have to, and you might have to interrupt them. And you could say, sorry, but I have to tell you that, that the, uh, the left side, uh, the, the, the building on the right is collapsing. I think we need to do something about that. And that will not bother Chisho at all. He'll, he'll help. Or he might come out and tell you how to fix it. <laughs> so in, in the uh, case that you're talking about, I would say it's less is better. And that is, might not be perceived as, uh, and it probably won't be perceived as somebody being syrupy, kind to you. That kind of kindness is more about you, your that's egocentrism, you wanting to be perceived as a person who's kind, not only by the other, but by yourself. Don't jump on somebody with all your, your smiles. Not that you can't smile at people, I occasionally smile. Even though I do have bad teeth. Oh, I feel so much better. More, Kevin? Kevin Bowing. Conversely, I wonder how... I like that word, conversely. How kindness appears in behavior that might be observed as negative or aggressive, Bowing. Well, I, I'll give an example uh, of a child is running across the yard and is headed to run out into the street, which he's not supposed to go there. And you take a hold of him and, and grab him and say, that'll be enough of that. No running in the street. Kindness. Simple example. Stopping someone from <clears throat> hurting themselves or possibly hurting others. Sometimes uh, that's what's called for situationally. And if that's happening, most because of the danger involved there, most people, unless they're totally swamped by their self-centeredness, will that'll drop away temporarily so they fundamentally do help the other person. <coughs> More? Did I, did I get close to what you were looking for? Kevin Bowing, yes. And I, I guess I was thinking of the karma of destroying, which can seem abrupt or like a, a severance. But I, I, I wondered if that could also be an act of kindness, Bowie. I think it could be. Uh, we, we would have to maybe make up a story. Maybe you could make one up, uh, come up with a story where you've tried everything with this particular situation, which needs some kind of attention from somebody who is relatively sane and not crazy people who are trying to hammer everything into the shape that they think is important. But you might go do pacifying, enriching, magnetizing, destroying the four karmas. And finally, just the only thing you can do is uh, destroy do away with it uh, the, the the simple way of destroying is just leave the situation you break the connection with that situation more about that kevin bowing and i i remember the other day you said if we really felt compassion we would it might kill us and i and i know that i kind of often equate compassion with being kind or or nice 
So could you talk about the relationship between compassion and kindness? I I will endeavor and try to. Uh, Kindness in the sense that I'm talking about is not compassion particularly. Compassion goes way beyond kindness. Uh, Kindness is more uh, still uh, operating in the sense of me and other. You're here, you're having your difficulty. Someone else is having their difficulty. You you set your, your own difficulty aside for a moment and be kind and considerate of the other person. To really put someone before yourself or to be kind is the path. So the path is kindness. But uh, if there is a realization uh, of wisdom, then wisdom and compassion are not two separate things. And the amount of emotion that could show up in compassion might knock you right off your feet. Might even kill you as 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 a separate being. Because there's that much suffering going on that is hidden. We hide out from it. Sometimes you have to hide out from it deliberately just so you can do open heart surgery. That kind of a situation. Did I answer your question? Kevin Boeing. Yes, thank you. Boeing. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I did. Well, no, it was helpful to hear that the the context of kindness here is a more relative. It is. And it's, yeah, and it's uh, and sometimes that kindness we really want to be kind, and we put ourselves wanting to be a kind person, you know, so much in the way that we quite often it works fine. And then other times it's like, it's too, it becomes aggressive. We have to go slow with that. We very have a good uh, thermometer out there, good to, to uh, take the temperature of the person you're working with. So you can feel how, how much of that, of your loving kindness they want. <laughs> they might not want all of your wonderful sweetness gooey so it might be more about you being that person rather than the actual kindness the actual kindness might be invisible because you you really are so considerate of that other person that you're making sure that the situation they're headed into that they don't know about that that is all really a good situation for them if you have that much say so in it and they might just take that for granted you don't care you don't need credit you need credit it's not kindness it's it's that terrible word, narcissism. If we see we've done something um, harmful or painful and we feel guilty about it, what, what is kindness that's not just trying to cover up our own guilt about it? Well, if, if it's actually dealing with a person, like we need to go and talk to them about it or something, or is, they don't need to know about it, just with you or both. Okay, apologize once and be a sincere apology, not more than once. One time actually is about them. Yeah, I did the, I saw, I saw you were doing this. I misunderstood and I did this. I was, uh, that was a mistake. I apologize. Don't wait to get forgiven. It's more bullshit. It's just, it's just, uh, it's about keeping the whole ego structure going of I'm right, you're wrong. Oh, now I'm right, but you were, it's just a uh, spinning and it'll take you, you'll go do that all the way right down till, till your body goes back into the elements. You haven't really understood anything other than going in circles, covers everything up. So then you go ahead. More? 
sometimes if I've done that, I feel like I stew in the the guilt still. You yeah. stew in it? Yes. That's okay. Stew. How can I actually stew and not keep going out of that? It's probably going to be, as a meditator, it's going to have something to do with uh, the, the sitting practice, how much you meditate. When I say how much, again, that's, you know, I'm sitting 32 and a half hours. It doesn't work like that. You'll know. You, you will know, know more than your teacher would know or nor, nor more than anyone else would know. So, but you may need to stew in that. If it's happening, probably have it coming based on your particular causes and conditions of, of being attached to a self and being attached to other. Other can be anything, uh, including uh, your own thoughts about something as other. I'm here and I'm having that thought or that emotion or that feeling. Separation, duality. That's why you need to sit down, hold still, look at the wall and understand duality yourself. It's not a teaching you can understand intellectually and then you know don't have anything else to do it's something you actually see that you are not separate from anything including the thoughts that are coming out of your mind stream that's how that's done and the door to that is the stewing that is your dharma gate you're trying to get understanding it you're trying to not stew that's whatever rises you don't want that second noble truth it's a good area to talk talking if you got the questions uh, I got something. I don't know what it is. It might not be the answer. So if I've done something and I feel bad about it and I apologize and then I'm stewing, it feels like there's still some sort of impulse. To what? To do something. Mm -mm. Stew. It'll, it'll run out. And it, and it may not, if you, if you do that enough, it may never come back as an option for ego to reinforce itself. You just don't do anything with it. Just receive it. It sucks, but it's dependent origination and it's, it's cause and effect, cause and effect. It's the cause and effect that is so complicated. You can't find the tail of anything. You can't find the cause of anything. It's just this. Genjo Koan. It's just this. There's anything else but this. There isn't anything else with this doing. Sometimes called renunciation. You don't, you don't need anything else. You don't need it to ever go away. It's, like, it's as if you don't care if you stew forever. <clears throat> you don't have a viewpoint on it. Even though you have a viewpoint because the stewing sucks, but the viewpoint is not important. It starts to submerge the viewpoint of getting somewhere, uh, solving it starts to submerge in the actual situation itself. Just this, just this, as it is. May feel really great, may feel really bad. Maybe in between more. Do I need to worry how my stewing is affecting anyone else? Well, a little, but not much. Are you in your room yelling and screaming, pounding on the walls? I wish. You're a witch? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. You wish you were. So you wish you were pounding and screaming. <laughs> I don't know. This is not that funny. Oh, yeah, okay, that's funny. So what do you want to know? 
about this? Can my stewing in it be harmful to others? It could, it could, but it's not your, so the, the kindness I'm talking about isn't like preventing your outflows or your, your spontaneous stewing uh, to, uh, isn't about stopping that from going on someone else. It may have to do some of that because the, the ultimate understanding is to allow things to be what they are, not to control them. Uh, you get to be the person who is not outflowing. You'll use that as a credential, or I would use it as a credential and say, well, at least I'm not, how much, how many times do we say that? At least I'm not killing anybody, even though I feel like it. I don't see any dead bodies around, but, but there are thoughts that have been murdered. Don't murder your thoughts. Those are living beings. Anything that arises out of it is a, is, has that same uh, dynamic to it. So that's what the Trungpa Rinpoche intended, I, I feel, when he said, uh, uh, make friends with yourself. The intense negativity that is quite often in any of us is under the surface, down here around the corner, that gets triggered or, and starts to erupt out. You receive that. We're not talking about some kind of a uh, sadism or masochism or something like that. We're, we're talking about actually being responsible for the emotions that are rising in our mind stream which means if they're there, they're right to be there. Dependently risen, pratitya samutpada, study it. You can't, you can't understand that in the relative way because it transcends relativity, even though it describes it. It has to be done with the, with the awareness, the awareness, not the thinking process. The thinking process comes right to the edge of the cliff, but the awareness is the one that needs to jump. Yes. Was it good value? Um, if we're really being kind, what is the intention behind it? Putting the other person before ourselves. Even though they've just said something, done something to trigger you or hurt you or not live up to your idea of how they should be functioning, you're kind to them. Put them first. It's very simple. You want to do some role playing? Sure. Sure, you do. You're sitting here. That's a rhetorical question. The rhetorical questions you always have to respond to. It's the law, right? Sure. <laughs> that was an attorney I just asked. Andy. <clears throat> AA, Andy, attorney. You ready? Okay. I'm about to be mean to you, and then you handle it based on what I just told you. Anybody else want to do this? Who do you think you are acting like that? You can in here and act like you own the place. What's that about? Respond. I'm not sure what that's about. Can you say more? That's creepy, the way you're acting. It feels like you're acting. You don't really mean that. Do I look like a snowman? What do I look like? Do you get a feeling of what I'm talking about? I'm not. I'm not very good at this. That's probably why. <laughs> I'm not but, sure what I'm trying to explain. So, so I'm just saying you could you could do that a little bit with uh, your partner. You could act things out like that. Do do some role playing with it. it might be helpful. Go ahead. <laughs> what is kindness that goes beyond trying to 
fix or, or get rid of a difficulty? Receive. Everything is a gift. Everything is completely given to you. Your life is given to you. Your eyes are given to you. You didn't create those. This is a gift to you. You're here. You find yourself in a human form. You are not actually human. None of us are. This is temporary. 50, 60, 70 years or whatever it may be. Wrong. But what is actually here, who you actually are, your actual identity has not gone anywhere. It hasn't even appeared. It's just a body appears. Don't believe me. I'm not asking for, uh, for what is that called? When everybody, consensus? Where everybody thinks, yeah, consensus. I don't, I don't need that. Don't believe anything. Test everything yourself. You could say that, that word test might work somewhat. Just look at it yourself. Go to the wall. Look at it yourself. You find out who you are. The teacher's pointing at something. If they're a true teacher, and they're pointing at that out of their what they see. Yes, but I'm not sure Thank you, mm -hmm. sir. Sure, bowing. <clears throat> um, it seems like kindness can be kind of subjective. Like I might function out of what I feel would be kind in the situation, and the person might be put off by that. You're always doing that. <laughs> it's just happening. Go ahead. <laughs> We're going to have to get your sea legs because this boat is not stationary. This boat is not stationary. So you're going to have to get your sea legs, Mr. Pisces. Go ahead. Lost it, huh? So what was your question? Do you remember what his question was? What was it? You have to look about, huh? What was it? It was something about if you think you're being kind, but it's off-putting to somebody else. Oh. To your secretary? You <laughs> <laughs> got a shrug. So if you, it's a good question. So go ahead. If you think you're being kind, but it's off-putting, is that what? I'm just wondering in that situation, how, how can I be more in touch with the intention of kindness, not a, a result of it? Just receive whatever is happening without adding anything to it. Nothing extra. Even though you want to, you want to think, well, that's happening, so that must mean that kind of thing. We, we abandon what's happening, which might be un empty of our understanding. We might not have any understanding. The ego mind is not willing to be, to, to not know. And if there's any room for the ego mind to speculate, well, that must mean, that must mean, in order to reinforce its uh, selfness, it will do that. Just allow it to be, allow everything to just flop. Don't need to know anything. You follow that at all? You wouldn't lie to me, would you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> More? Sort of bowing. Yes. Um, it's not a clear question yet, but something that's been showing up is um, 
I might endeavor to receive, but there's this quality where, um, like in the mind stream, I just do that. And like, I don't remember my question. I don't remember what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. kind of like just dismissing the whole situation. So what's your question now? Um, what is receiving in that? Receiving that. Don't, don't clear it up. Don't change. Don't be somebody else. You get to be that. That's your, your particular style is like that. I've been watching you for years, listening to you, receiving your questions, endeavoring to respond in such a way that's going to be fundamentally supportive. And you may not know it, but I think it's working. I want you to stay here, continue to practice. So it's not progress I'm talking about. It's something other than that. Just keep going. Sure, Bowing. Would having my sea legs make that situation show up differently? Yes, there wouldn't be any questions. If you have questions, this can also show up, show up as someone who is so certain of themselves, so self-centered, and of course they're not going to ask anybody any questions because they know everything. But it's not about knowledge. It's actually, you're free from the knowledge that used to be uh, a prison. So you have sea legs. So anything that's happening around you, you're, you're not separate from it. Sea legs. I don't think I've ever used that before, so I have to think about why I even used it. You have any idea? I see, forgot what he was doing. Forgot what you were doing. So that's a, those are sea legs. Yes, sir. Andy Bowing, what's the, is there a distinction, or what's the distinction between kindness and receiving? Pretty close. Because if you're really receiving whatever is around you, then you will be choiceless. You'll know when to reach out and do something that might be perceived relatively as being kind to someone. But you wouldn't do it in order to make sure that you didn't walk out of the situation feeling, gosh, I could have been more, could have been nicer, could have been kinder, could have, could have, could have, could have, could have, could have. Ego, ego. So you, you just receive, receive. You, ha you actually uh, don't know what to do with the situation. <clears throat> just a feeling of not knowing. And then the, the situation changes or works in such a way or someone turns to you and <clears throat> actually gives you permission or asks for your help just because you've been listening, sitting there, standing there in the situation, and they turn to you. So I think it's a very, very emphasis on the situation. Less is better. Don't do anything unless you have to. And rather than jump in and make sure you don't be seen as someone who's not being kind. More about the actual situation rather rather than your identity. Looking good. More? Yes. Uh, in answer to Andy's question, I thought I heard you say you'll know what to do. And then you said, but you actually won't know what to do. Yeah. It's the same thing. How is it? You just find yourself functioning. So it isn't like you'll know and then you carry out a plan. You just you just respond in that it's not impulse. It's just spontaneity is the other word that sounds similar, but it's not impulsively. You just spontaneously see things come together because you're on receive so much. You see this part, that part, this part. You see that part. You hear that. You know this. You see that. But you don't know it as a, a, as an opinion or an idea or a conjunction a conjunction of ideas coming together as a conclusion. You just function in 
that the open dimension of that situation. There's no guarantee that you won't stumble over something or possibly even make things worse. It's possible. But it seems necessary that we, we need to really be in the situation. And sometimes that feels like we're more confused by it. But to try to stay away from the confusion so that we can have some kind of a uh, way of fixing it or addressing it in a safe way where we won't be wrong. Question from Adriana. Okay. What makes me be mean to or hard, too hard on myself? Ego, mm -hmm. simply put. Wanting to be some kind of a judgment area that keeps that whole self-centeredness going. You do something and you you did it wrong, you're ashamed of yourself, or it's still ego. It's just the, uh, it's the other side of pride, the puffed up part. Some people just hang out in shame all the time. Some people hang out in pride all the time. They feel a little bit of shame once in a while where they can't help but acknowledge they might have done something incorrectly. Then the whole pride thing starts to come apart and get cracks in it. But they're usually, uh, they're skilled, they're very quick to patch that right up. So uh, they might do it with, uh, with apologies. They might do it with uh, some kind of stoicism, like I didn't see anything wrong with that. Kind of like a, a ventriloquist. You can't see their, their mouth. You can't see their lips and everything. Can you see their lips and everything? Does it look like I know who's talking? Hmm? <laughs> Apologize for the silliness. Not really. Apologize once. I'm so sorry. Yes. Is kindness an output without the ego being involved? The ego is always going to be there. It's just unreal. So it might, it might still be there, but it's, you don't really need to differentiate there. If you're trying to do that, that's the very nature of ego is try not to make it egotistical. No, it's just simple. Just receive, receive, receive. And there might be something you do that comes out of uh, being very, very present in that situation. A question from Marco in the Netherlands. Yes, Marco. I find it difficult to stay with a feeling, especially something that doesn't feel okay. Is it extra to be kind to the feeling? The way you're asking it, I don't think so. Doesn't seem like it. But also, you don't have to stay with anything. Just watch. Just If you're just watching, observing, receiving that, it may turn this way, it may turn that way, it may get weaker, it may get stronger, but you're not concerned. When I say you're not concerned, that's the practice part of it. Just uh, if there's a lot of concern, then just look at that. So it's very much about observing, seeing, receiving what is happening in your mind stream and in the world. So then if you do as a, as a three-dimensional functionary in the world, what you do comes out of a very clear understanding of what is showing up relatively. Pardon me. So you, you wouldn't really strategize around it so much. There could be some strategy. Sometimes that situation requires some kind of strategic way of working with it. But the practice part of it that I'm talking about when you're on the cushion, is just proceed. Whatever shows up, whatever difficulty or shame or pride or anything that you see in the mind stream, don't fix it, don't correct it. Just receive. 
liberation can come out of out of uh, shame and it can come out of uh, it can come out of pride and it can come out of anger anything with it so don't stop anything don't start anything so that you can see fundamentally what it is it will not be necessarily an experience or an occurrence that's a difficult one to work with how would you know something was even happening if it wasn't an experience it may not lots of levels of consciousness that are not known by people in general and psychologists or philosophers all the other people that pride themselves on knowing stuff you began your talk by talking about being gentle and attentive to what's happening in our mind stream yes and look at the difficult time you give yourself and others but if if you're absorbed or if i'm absorbed in self-hatred how can i intercept or find my uh, find a way out of that attitude um, you may not be able to you may you may have to sit in the middle of that but you can only sit in the middle of that difficulty uh as we've talked about before the middle of that anger whatever it may be the emotion or the difficulty or the anxiety whatever that may be you can only do that if there's a lot of mind training i'm very biased here i'm not saying i know everything but obviously i don't but the only one that i really understand have some understanding for doing it for many years is sit down hold still observe what happens and don't accept it don't reject it don't look away so that you get to understand what that is and on a level that is not necessarily about thought not that it can't be worked with that way there's all kinds of teaching most of the teachings are about concepts and thoughts and ideas and evaluations and conclusions about the nature of consciousness but when consciousness looks at consciousness which i could even say that really can't be done because it's not separate from it but that at that area there begins to reveal uh, the, the fancy words the nature of dependent origination you get to actually start to see that and you can't tell anyone about it other than everything's dependently arisen there's no separate thing anywhere it's an incredible illusion this is separate from that coffee cup separated separated all to hell it's all over the place separate people separate clouds separate dogs and separate cats, trees, stones, birds. Should I go on? Yeah, I can go on and on and on with all the things that appear to be separate. And that, that appearance is really, really intense. Things really are separate, separated. But their fundamental nature is, is, is consciousness. And that's what you as a human being have access to. You have access to that consciousness. And rather than have that consciousness constantly fueling and feeding and being used by the self-centered part of the consciousness that is curled up into a ball of me, 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 paranoia, you actually, the only way you can deal with that is to be the paranoia, be the anger, be the aggression, be the pride, be, be the shame, be the jealousy. To actually be that is the only way you you would be able to understand what that is fundamentally. It is not something that is happening to you. There is no you that is that has any kind of substantiality, reality. Sure, that looks like it. Looks like I'm here and this is the way I feel. 
over and over every day it's like that you wake up in the morning and and constantly go through the those things perhaps so what is it to be that negativity that you just listed no more war you don't care if that emotion goes away or not and you don't leave the emotion for what caused it no blame all dharmas without blame traditional teaching not something i made up all dharmas anything that has any kind of otherness to a, a dharma the buddha dharma as, as a teaching about the nature of of life and living and human beings and everything yes and you find i believe you just um, said to marco you don't have to stay with anything so in the midst of a negative emotion you say be with that is there a difference between staying with something and being yeah you can be that without maintaining it so we don't maintain it sounded like that's what i would have to talk to marco more about it but it sounds like he was trying to maintain some kind of awareness of that and that would be extra that would be more about manipulating it or having some kind of control of that it shows up you receive it it goes away you, you see it go away there's no agenda about it you have an emotion come up anxiety comes up one day and you look at it you 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 just look at the anxiety you don't leave it for what what caused it what or anything about it if you can just 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 as it is just just that anxiety and the next day it's you notice through contrast it's not there the next day so then within the ego mind begins to strategize well how can i do that again how can i get that feeling back again when the wisdom mind is not concerned with otherness wisdom mind is you you are not separate from the wisdom mind but we separate ourselves from our wisdom in order to buy into relative kind of structures or success and failure hope and fear right and wrong up and down but life and death uh, wisdom doesn't need anything it doesn't see anything else but wisdom yes are you following is the fundamental nature of consciousness kindness it it can show up that way yes but its fundamental nature is isn't anything it has no otherness to it so it can't it's not something it has no no does not exist so are you saying that consciousness is just showing up as it is in whatever form? practice of that yes there's a human form then there's going to be all kinds of things happening you still get a toothache you can still uh, have, be in a bad mood or be grouchy all of the things that brought you into the world are still here you still have hands hopefully i've sometimes said you can't meditate away your ears or you can't meditate your ears into a bigger shape so you can hear better <clears throat> try that it just doesn't work is the ego's first instinct is to say good or bad Sounds like it, doesn't it? Isn't that your experience? I like it, I don't like it. Should be, it shouldn't be. Right, wrong, up, down, back, forth. Me and you guys. Anyone on Zoom have a question? There's a, we've only lost 44 people, and now there's still seven. No, wait, it's the other way around. We've lost three people, and there are 44 still here. I have number, what's it, number doxology? 
<laughs> no, it's dyslexia. I knew it. I knew it was a D word. <laughs> Go ahead, Yokodo. Yokodo bowing. Is it possible to look at our mind without accepting, rejecting, or ignoring? Yes. Yes, it is. You're looking at it and nothing happens. Nothing shows up. There isn't anything. There isn't anyone. That's why you can't do this because it doesn't have any. If you if you if you do that, you're doing it all the time. You're in and out of your wisdom mind constantly all day long. But if we start to get a glimmer that there's that kind of openness, we, the ego mind will grasp at that and try to be. I just want a little. Just want you to hang around a little bit. Promise not to do anything or take it to court or anything. Now your true nature is. Uh, Always available. It's right in front of you. Go ahead, Yokido. Yokido Bowing. If if a thought shows up, it seems like that thought has a has a pushing or pulling nature to it, that there's some subtle thing like that happening. So is any thought already doing something? Uh, yes. Uh, and but we don't care because it's dependently risen. We're, we no longer take anything personally. Even even the most personal thought is is depersonalized. It's not be depersonalized because we did something to it or we poured bleach on it or something. It's depersonalized because it never was personal. And you see, there never was a me. There never was an I. I've never been here. This voice, this hand wave, this water glass, dependently risen. You have to see it. And I mean, see it means you have to see it, smell it, taste it, feel it, be that. No longer in opposition or agreement with anything that is occurring. Even though if you talk to some people uh, um, or listen to the television, uh, you, you, you find aspects of your mind taking sides all the time. Not wrong. It's just that no fixation. You take sides, and then you know, so you take sides here, and then the mind goes this way and goes that way. Otherwise, you you would have no uh, no uh, language. Couldn't talk. You'd be um, what did Trump Trump Jay said? We need we, we we would need an enlightenment ward just for people who are aware. Is that face funny or dumb? Either or. Funny, dumb. Funny, dumb. Come. Yes. So good. Go ahead. I see you. Thank you. Um, when we have situations, very strong negative situations that arise in our life and they seem to consume our thoughts and emotions, are there yeah. ways to also work that are constructive and beneficial off the cushion with that? Bowing. Well, it's a good question, but it's it's so very situational that I, I can't really give you a protocol or a methodology or something. But I can say that the more, and again, there's no guarantee, but the more you sit and work with the movements in the mind, uh, when you get off the cushion, then the movements in the world uh, take on a very similar kind of shape, and you have a, a very similar kind of understanding of it. Doesn't mean you, you're 
uh, you suddenly know how to figure everything out. It may be, may, it may feel worse than that. But the, your intuition about the situations becomes stronger, to put it in relative terms. Your, your understanding about what you should enter into and push on and what you should stay back and watch what it does, it just becomes more clear. You will probably, excuse me, you won't know, feel like you know more or understand more, but other people may see that you are less full of yourself. You might, they might see that you're more uh, present in the situation. Quite often, people, other people see more about what's happening with you than you do. You might not get much of a credential, might not get any credential out of this path, less and less. Ozan, go ahead. Uh, earlier, when you were talking about compassion and kindness, you said something like you might have to take yourself out of it so you can do open heart surgery, something like that. I do. What would be um, a way or an example of taking ourselves out of it? Open heart surgery. <laughs> what do you What do you want to know? I mean, I, I know you. I know what you want to know as far as the example. But you could help me here. You know, you're a physical therapist, so you work with people all the time. You're also a Buddhist monk, so you might be able to come up with an example. Uh, as well as I could, about how to work with somebody with that, the negativity that is uh, unavoidable in a situation, especially being a, a, a physical therapist, that it's unavoidable to work in that. So you, you, you can't particularly go into your, your emotional consideration of how much pain someone is going to be in if you do the, the, this and this and this. Is that the area you're asking about? Or am I missing your question? It goes on by. I guess that would work too, but I had um, it was a different thing a little bit. Let me know what it is, and I'll try to respond. It seems like um, in working with anybody, whatever the relative situation is, we have to work with our own hearts or practice. And you know, if you might have to take yourself out of it before you do open heart surgery, I was thinking more along the lines of if you look out in the world, it looks difficult and it's sometimes overwhelming and sometimes the, the pain in our heart minds is overwhelming you know i was looking at open heart surgery as receiving our own um anguish and how would you take yourself out of it for a bit if that's even possible bowing i i again it's so situational that i think the way you are describing it, i think you would already know I wouldn't, there's nothing I could, nothing that I feel like I could say to you specifically about that. The thing that I would come back to, which you've heard me do through this whole talk and almost every talk is sit a lot. And so that when you're sitting, you're watching the, the debris of the mind stream that is floating around the ego uses for its reference points uh, to establish some kind of a, of a aspect in consciousness called me and my world and how I'm threatened. And then that situation also is identified with this particular body mind. So that this hand is moving. Uh, the other hand is not moving. That's why we sit very still in Shikantaza so that we can see the sit very symmetrical so that we can see the asymmetry of the mind go this way or go that way and become very, very aware, very, very clear on that. So when we get up off the cushion and what we call post-meditation or our, our everyday life, 
much more clear to us about how to proceed and in what way to proceed and know that th even though we're proceeding in this way because of our the depth or clarity of our understanding of what we're doing um, actually shows up as, uh, and I'm going to say this uh, literally, this may not show up as a sentence in your mind or a string of words, but this is going to hurt, but this has to be done because you see the bigger picture of it. Like a surgeon sees the bigger picture of doing open heart surgery. You could say it. I mean, they're in, in a system, so they might not be uh, be particularly aware that they just might be highly skilled at what they're doing, which doesn't confer uh, intelligence necessarily in in the sense of a, of a, a deep understanding or awareness. More. Kyoshin Bang, some, some of the things that were brought up uh, seem to have more to do with the heart that different people brought up. And so I wonder about, you know, like the, the divine abodes, the Brahma Vihara, like heart practice instead of just mind training. Thank you for the question, but I'd like you to say to me very clearly, what is it you want to know? And then I'll see if I can help you there. Well, in those situations where we discern or whatever that something is more uh, a heart issue, do you do you see uh, like antidote practice like the Brahma Vihara, you know, uh, as valid? Do you see it as um, sort of a compatible part, you know, doing Shikantaza mainly, but then sometimes doing some heart practice? sort of balancing the heart-mind balance. Yes. Thank you. We do Brahma-Vihara every day, every chance we get, every time we eat, every time we close something, we do it all the time. It's, it, it is a, a, a practice, uh, and uh, but we also reflect on what that means, what that's about. A lot of teachings on that. Further questions? Michael, you do a lot of hugging too. Yes, I hug people. Hugging is okay, but you have to get permission. Some people don't want hugs. I'll take one final question. I guess we're at the end of our sojourn here. Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokazan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.